only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if... Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, f***ing fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend. Until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. Make him make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is the I'm 46 years old. You know, I your kid. I had to take off my shoes. Bro. So kiss my black She's sanitarian. She named Wander they boy. She's not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. I would just reiterate that again. Our record's unacceptable and we accept full responsibility for that. Died in a car? Yes. Explain that. Um, no further questions. Why are we having all these people from whole countries come here? Hey, it's Friday. Are you ready for the weekend? And welcome to the Sandsbury Show. We're going to get you through your final workday of the week. We're excited about it. We are. We can see 10 o'clock over the horizon, and we're pumped about it. Welcome to the Stansbury Show, where you can win yourself $1,000 every single hour on the program. Also, get you hooked up with some tickets for the big home and garden show, and send you to see the Canton Charge game tomorrow night. Fantone will be your in-arena host oh, well. tomorrow night, and I believe is it the first 2,500 people through the door get a Cavaliers uh, like winter hat, right? So get your ass there early, but not too early. It is a late tip-off, 8 o'clock tomorrow night at the Civic Center. Usually, you know, 7 o'clock basketball. But, you know, we're ready to have a uh, a, a late-night party there. So uh, Okay, so it's been night. a couple of days. You've been drilling that point home. And I know part of it is is that you want to make sure that people know when to be yeah. at the game. Yeah. But, dude, I feel like you, you're, your old man's been coming out a little bit. And so I was like, dude, why am I waiting until 8 o'clock to tip this ball off? I'm reminding myself, like, dude, don't show up at 4.30. You've got extra time there. So, no, I have to keep saying it to myself, dude. I have to, I have to keep repeating. I'm going to be at that game uh, tomorrow nice. night. I'm looking forward to that. My buddy Dustin and I are going nice. to roll out to that. And, uh, dude, I'll tell you what I'm really excited excited about is uh, tomorrow night Stipe fights. Oh, yeah. yeah. UFC 220. Oh, yeah. Stipe fights. And I don't know much about the guy he's fighting, uh, like at all, but I know they have Stipe, at least the last time I looked, as the underdog. So uh, I called my ex-girlfriend, who's a huge UFC fan, actually trains a little bit, and uh, she's a big Stipe fan. I said, you know, you take your, person, you know, your personal opinion out. Like, I want to bet the fight. So what do I do here? And she's like, well, all the experts say, dude, if this guy gets his hands on Stipe, hits him three times, the fight's over. And I was like, well, dude, the problem is, is Stipe's rocky, though. Like, that's who he is. Like, he's just that that tough kid, like that that underdog kid who's just going to come out. I mean, he's a grown man, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just going to – I just – I mean, dude, he's one of the baddest UFC champions ever. Yeah, but, I mean, Rocky lost in the first one, so, like, it's possible. And it's the king. Dude, yeah, but this is the third movie. Oh, is this where Clubber knocks him out in the first one, and this, then he's got to come back and fight him again? This is the sport where it happens. At the end of the day, like, no matter who you are in UFC, and if you're an MMA, dude, eventually you're going to get your, you know, your your, your block knocked off. And yeah. Oh, yeah. No guarantee that happens tonight. I am certainly not an MMA expert, but, like, 
it's always a possibility in this sport. It is. You also get Daniel Cormier fighting on this card. I like him a lot. I know right. a lot of UFC fans don't because they feel like he fights a boring style. I say, dude, making your opponent carry your weight and laying on him and dragging him and like all that stuff, it's just a smart way to win, and he's a wrestler. That's what Daniel Cormier always was. Yeah, I mean, he's in the business of winning fights, not pleasing fans. Right, exactly. Dude. So, And, dude, he's got a belt. <laughs> I mean, so there you go. What's the uh, What's the game plan? What's the What are you going? Where are you doing? What dude, are you happening? Your, what's, what's your boy's got on? a weekend planned. Okay. Like, there's a band I really, really like. Okay, who is this? You, I, I saw you tweeting about them. So, yeah, um, th- I just happened to be in Buzzman. It was like a year or two ago, maybe. And we had just come off like a really long broadcast for Long Haul. And I happened to catch a band called The Arbitration. Right. And I had never heard of them, nothing, whatever. But I was just standing at the bar Buzzman. I was drinking. I was like, I think this band might be good. And then they took a break. And then I watched their second set. And I was like, wow, they are pretty good. And so I hung out with them a little bit after the show, met them and all that stuff. And, you know, we had some beers and, you know, found out that they're, you know, fun people too. And so, yeah, they hit me up and were like, hey, man, we're playing again Friday night. Buzzman, you should come out. And so, dude, I am mean, going to go to that tonight. Okay. Um, I, I like doing that. And then tomorrow uh, we're going to come to the charge game, like I said, and I believe Lobies is going to be our plan for the UFC fight. They showed the UFC fights. I called the other day and I said, you know, do I need to make a reservation or whatever? And they said, seemed to think, say it was like a no cover type deal. Okay. And if that's the case, then I can't think, you know what I mean? Why not go there? Well, no, yeah. I mean, of course, why not go there? Um, I just, the thing I'm going to be concerned of is like, since it's no cover, is it going to be like that's where everyone is? You're going to be able to find a, you know, belly up at the bar there? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't know how that's going to work, but, uh, you know, that might be part of the fun of it. All right. All right. Well, the thing is, is you know he's not going to fight till late. That, 11.30, you know, probably. Uh, that, what do those shows start at, like, 8, and not, they don't ramp up until after midnight, usually? So, like... Wait. Although the fight's in Boston. Well, East Coast. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the time difference that'll make right there. But you know the final final fight of the night will be at the end we'll of late. the night. Yeah, it'll so. be late. It'll be definitely after the charge game. You know what I mean? And we'll probably just head there right after that. I'm excited, man. Should be, dude. You should be. That sounds like a weekend of Sansbury. I right gotta there. tell you, I feel not so much tomorrow night. But I feel the drunk coming on tonight. Tonight. See yeah, I, out there and getting it. It's been a while since I've like let it out. Okay. And I'm one of those guys, I don't like drinking when things are bad. Like I don't go like, I had a tough day, let's crack Miller's. Like that's not who I am. Because I feel that feels to me like a crutch, like I'm leaning on it. Yeah. And so when things are good, I'm like, all right, well, yeah, let's go out and have some fun, things like that. So we got the ratings back. Things were excellent. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's like, yeah, why not? My life's, I was looking around yesterday. I was like, dude, my life's pretty good. This doesn't suck. <laughs> all right, I'm going right. to remind you of that. At some point in the near future, I'm going to be like, Stansberry, remember you said your life didn't suck? Like, that was three oh, days ago. It's the worst. So I can kind of feel it on me where I feel like I got like a monster in me a little okay. bit. And it, dude, you, you got to let it out of let the cage every now and again. Otherwise, it can overtake you. Do you have a, an entourage ensemble for tonight? Night. Not at all. Okay, well, I Not feel like that's going to be a part of your a part of your success plan here. Is you got to get some, you know, you got to get some guys together. A buddy of mine that I grew up with has recently moved to Canton. He okay. took a job at the airport, and I hit him up yesterday because he's been every weekend since he got here. He's like, dude, let's go do something. I've just had plans, and I haven't been able to do it. Right. So I texted him yesterday. I said, hey, man, I am going out this weekend, both nights, and he was like, yeah, man, absolutely. I'll meet you out tomorrow. And I don't know. Will he actually, you know, you know, call me tonight and find out? I don't know. But I live walking distance. I, you know, normally when I walk down to the bar, I end up running into two or three people that I've seen before, met before. And I'm not really an entourage guy, dude. I, your boy likes moving around. Oh, you know, being on the move. I, I kind of like being, dude. Uh, like, dude, I'm a lone wolf. Big cat's got a prowl. I you know it. what I mean? I, I don't need it. a wolf pack. I don't need. I don't need that. I, I dude, I got me. 
You know what I mean? Wolfpack of one right now. Nah, there. dude, there's more tracks in the snow. They can catch you. I don't, <laughs> I don't need it. You know what I mean? I don't want to have to worry about walking single file, elephant walking, or whatever the hell it's called. I don't want it. We are not wolf experts, by the way. And elephant walking is something completely different. You bro. Google it. Something completely different. Dude, here's what you do. Go to your boss's computer and Google elephant walking. You do have an opportunity to win $1,000 every single hour on the program. Proof here now as your first opportunity is right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeart 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're on WRQK.com. I'm actually going to point you there right now. We found this video of this kid who ordered something online, and his mom was a little suspicious when it came to the door, when it showed up at the house. And so she makes him order it, or she makes him open it, rather, I'm sorry. And he had ordered himself a bong online. And so now he's like got to stand there and open this package Jeez. and like open a bong right in front of his mom. And his brother, of course, thinks it's hilarious. Videotapes it posts to the internet. Yeah, there's no way you can get around that either. Like, oh, it's a face. I swear <laughs> to God. No, it's not, Daniel. Yeah, kind of ran into that problem a couple of times throughout I'm, my life. Though. I'm sure you did. A couple of times there. You know, I, I read an article this morning. Where psychologists are, are, are trying to say now, and I don't know if I buy it, that cigarette, <clears throat> sorry, cigarette and marijuana use in teenagers makes them hallucinate. That they're more likely to suffer from a, psych, a, a psychosis event is what they're calling it. If you're smoking weed and cigarettes. Now, I think what you're dealing with here is a lot of self-reporting. And if I think back on when I was a teenager, I can remember exactly perfectly. I could tell you who it was sitting in a garage and one of my buddies being 16, smoking weed for the first time. I was like, man, I think I'm tripping, dude. So, like, I think if you ask teenagers whether or not they're hallucinating, I think that without knowing totally the effects of drugs in your early years of using them, you're going to think yes, right? And there's something about, even when you're like a heavy cigarette smoker, Fantone, like you smoke the first one of the day, you get a little lightheaded. Oh, yeah. If I was to ask a teenager about that, they he may he or she may explain that to me as a feeling of hallucinating, right? Yeah, I mean, that lightheadedness, the dizziness of it. And I guess really what we're getting into here is is a breakdown of the word hallucinating because um, I think a lot of people who might not, t- you know, be like the most drug savvy hear halluc- hallucinating and automatically that means like, well, you see little pink elephants or the you walls think, are melting or you think you're time traveling or something right. like that, where that's not necessarily what I think of hallucinating as. And I'm sure a 16 year old who has less drug experience all kind of have a different perspective of like, well, what what does that really mean? I mean, I think it's like I don't think it's out of the question to say like a mild hallucinogenic, like in the sense of like. You look at something and maybe it's just a little off to you. Like you might feel like I can remember one time I was looking at like trees and I felt like the leaves were like, like moving differently, like moving off. Like, and I wasn't on anything other than smoking weed. It was just like, whoa. I mean, I guess we've just always said I got really high versus like hallucinating. They're saying here teenagers who use cannabis on a regular basis have a two to three fold increased risk of a psychotic outcome. Yeah, that's the thing with weed. And a lot of people are like, man, it's my medicine. It's like, no, dude, if you've already got like underlying mental health conditions and you start smoking weed all the time, hell yeah, that's going to negatively influence you. Like, I, I, of course, I, I don't I don't I don't disbelieve that at all. I, I can. It, all right. So 
I have a very limited experience with edibles, with marijuana, right? Okay. And I was one of those people that every time like I have ever like kind of tried them, I was like, dude, maybe I'm too fat. Maybe it doesn't like hit <laughs> hit my body. Like, maybe it's like maybe it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like maybe I, I can't absorb it enough of it. Maybe I just need like a like a like a fair size cotton candy marijuana edible. Like maybe that's what I need. Like I just always thought that was it because I people would give me stuff and I'm like, dude, I don't feel anything. This too is fat for edibles. You know what I mean? <laughs> they found food. I'm too fat to eat. But, <laughs> but then once, so like a buddy of mine once said, well, let's kick this up a notch. Like, well, we'll take it all right. the way up. Like, right. we'll put the we'll put the hammer down okay. and see if we can get you there. Right. And so one time for sure, like I was sitting on my buddy's couch. We were just watching, you know, some movies or whatever. We're eating stuff. And right. And then next thing I know, there was a moment. He was like, it should take about an hour. Right. And so I just kept like looking at the clock and I yeah. was like, we were at the 45 minute mark. And I was like, no, 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 no. no, no. And then around an hour 20 in, I didn't want to tell anybody what I was thinking. Because <laughs> I was just like, I knew, I, I was aware that what I was thinking was drug related. <laughs> oh, that's always the worst. When you have to say in your own mind, like, no, dude, you're on drugs. You're on like, drugs. I kept telling myself, dude, that's not real, bro. <laughs> Nobody else is going to know what the hell you're talking about. You're high. See, and that's the thing, too, that you got to think about is like, uh, as a 16 year old, and like, we're kind of looking at it from when we were 16 and picking seeds out of bags. Like, number one, marijuana is better now. Oh, number God. two, there's all these different extracts and dabs and stuff like that, and all these edibles, too. So if a 16 16 year old, you're telling me some kid who's getting high for his first second, first 10 times ever is ripping a dab pen, ate some edibles, and then smokes a blunt of like, you know, sour cush diesel fuel. Death yeah, star. you know, dude, I didn't think about the fact that that is true. Right? Marijuana is a lot stronger lot now, better, dude. More readily, and not only that, but good weed is what people would call it, is more readily available to all people. And even think about like back in the day when you were smoking off the Mexican brickweed there, where it was like one of your buddies eating Build the you. wall. Build it. <laughs> Give me the goddamn wall. I want that Canadian weed, bro. Yeah. Like. Lower that wall and then build the, the southern wall but, out of that. But, but, but. You can remember people being paranoid and like, oh my God, are the cops at the door? And is that hallucinating? Yeah, but how much of that paranoid after smoking weed is brought on because you're told that's what happens when you smoke marijuana? Sure, but some of it exists. The stereotype exists for a reason. Yeah, it didn't just fall out of the sky. Right, and it happens. So whether it's by, you know, uh, placebo effect or whatever there, whether it's because it's what you hear you're supposed to think or not, like... Here's the thing. I mean, some of that still happens. You know what I mean? Like, I've always told people, it's like, yeah, man, I probably self-medicate a little bit. I've got a little anxiety. I got a little of this. But I got to tell you, like, I was listening to another podcast once, right? I was like, it was Joe Rogan's podcast. You listen on iHeartRadio? I was listening to, to the Joe Dang. Rogan podcast on iHeartRadio. And uh, he had Joey Diaz on, who's a comedian. They're buddies. He's funny, too. Joey Diaz, Joey Diaz is, really is hilarious. And they were talking, and Joey Diaz says, dude, that, like, that smoke, part of the smoking weed and me feeling terrible about myself and the anxiety it brings on and everybody's out to get me and the paranoia, he's like, that's why I do it. He's like, I like that part of it. And I kind of realized as I was sitting there, watching this podcast where I was like, he's right. Like, I wonder how much of my anxiety is actually brought on by this versus made to be better. 
from oh, this. Oh, 100%. And since it's a self-medicating drug and everyone diagnoses themselves of like, yeah, man, this is just what I need to do to calm down. Oh, there's plenty of people out there. I don't know if I'll put you in the group, but there's plenty of people out there who are trying to medicate away the issues that marijuana is causing in their life. For sure. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure. Oh, dude, I've definitely leaned on it. And again, that's why I've always said I feel like the lie that we tell kids in America that marijuana is not addictive is, is dangerous because it absolutely is. I think it's dangerous to allow that theory to be out there and have kids go, well, it's harmless. To do nothing you light on fire and inhale is harmless. It's not harmless and it's not heroin. And like the common sense in between those right. two things. You're probably closer to a 12 pack. Right. Right. Than you are to heroin. I know I know the government doesn't necessarily see it that way, but we here at the Sansbury Show do. Alliance police are asking for some help for a pretty hilarious problem. We'll give you that next on Rock 1069. The Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Make sure you have the free iHeartRadio app downloaded on your phone. All your favorite music's in there. All your favorite stations, too. And it's all free. With the iHeartRadio app, just type in the name of an artist you like. We'll use, like, Rage Against the Machine. You'll get all their biggest hits. Plus, then, we'll play you some stuff from other bands that are similar to that because we kind of know that's what you want. These songs will be handpicked by real people, not me, but music fans. And as you thumb songs up or down then the station will become more personalized to you. And it's super easy. Just download the free iHeartRadio app, and we'll go to work for you. All your favorite music, all your favorite stations, it's all free. Download the free iHeartRadio app. Stansbury Show Channel. Yeah. 24-7. Just, just getting it done for the company just there. Just listening, baby. Just look at the heavy lifting they make me do around here. It's a lot of lifting, too. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff you've got to pick up. Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, will join us shortly after 7 a.m. I have a draft scenario for him that I want to see if he thinks there's any possibility in it. I know a lot of the Browns fans are worried that the Indianapolis Colts are looking to grab Saquon Barkley. I'm okay with it. My plan is to give them Saquon Barkley, let them take that running back, and maybe even let them take our first pick. So they'll pick first and third. I got a scenario. I think, I think Man. the Browns might be able to get done. Yeah, yeah, Giving yeah. up the first pick again. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what Munch thinks. I, it, it could be coming out of way out of left field. Might be. But I have a scenario I think might help fix the Browns. Yeah, you saw the uh, a lot of the mock drafts had a new addition came out yesterday. I think it was Mel Kuyper had his. Josh Browns, Allen. And Browns fans are wrong. Mel Kuyper has us taking Josh Allen at one, yeah. the quarterback out of Wyoming, and then has us taking Saquon Barkley, the running back, at four. And I got to tell you, if that's what ends up, I don't know if I hate that. I don't think you could hate it. I saw this tweet yesterday, and it made 100% sense to me. Um, the last place I am going for an opinion on quarterback talent is Browns Twitter. And and I feel like a lot of that put things into perspective for Fair. me yesterday where it's like, dude, who cares what these people say about Josh Allen? They're not talent scouts. They don't know anything. Like, these people are just, you know, right. idiots like you who have no real perspective on anything. So, like, who cares what they think about Josh I Allen? I feel like Josh Allen could be a lot like Carson Wentz. Don't know a lot. Small school. The competition's not. But he's got all the tools. Like, the footwork's good. The arm's good. Like he's a big stud, too, yeah, isn't he? I mean, like he's a big, four big kid, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And so I feel like there's a little bit of Carson Wentz in there, maybe, and he could be like the Cinderella of the draft. And if you get lucky with that, it's okay. But I do have a scenario to where we approach Indy, yeah. 
and then we make some moves. Okay. I make, do, I do, if they don't draft number one, bro, riots in the streets. I'm just saying. We'll, have a parade. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll present it to Munch, and he'll call me an idiot. Normally, I always give Munch, like, Munch, this is what I think, and he's always like, no, brother, let me tell you. Because, dude, and he's the sports expert, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll yield to Munch and find out. Alliance police need your help. Apparently, dude, somebody lost a goat, and now there's like, a, there's like a photo that's gone viral from the city of Alliance Police Department where they're holding a goat, and they say, we can't believe we have to ask you this. But is this your goat? Well, I mean, I don't think there's too many goats in Alliance. Like, don't get me wrong. I know there's some. No, the greatest of all time didn't come out of Alliance. <laughs> but, I can tell you that. No. But, but, but I, uh, I would assume whoever sees that's going to know that. And you know if your goat's missing. So, like, I don't know. Why aren't you out there with, like, <laughs> why isn't it like, why isn't it like, like when your dog goes missing or you lose a cat? Yeah, it's not go, a Labrador. Right. You go out there and you go staple stuff to, to phone poles. You know what I'm saying? If you've seen this goat, call this number. I feel like whoever this person is probably not the most responsible pet owner. Here. No, I don't think so either. There's a, uh, there's a great story posted for you at WRQK.com. And I see some comments of people hating on this, and I'm really surprised. As normally older people want to talk about how the younger generation is soft and they don't know, they don't have the work ethic, they don't have all this stuff. There's a mom, Essence Evans is her name, who is now charging her five-year-old rent to live in the house. Jeez. So people are kind of like hating on this. And I'm not sure it's crazy, Okay. She says every week she gets $7 in allowance, but I've explained to my child that in the real world, most people spend most of their paycheck to live, meaning on your bills, and there's little left to spend on themselves. True. So out of that $7, I make her give me $5 back, $1 for rent, $1 for water, $1 for electricity, $1 for cable, and $1 for food. Kind of telling her, like, look, not only is it bills, but you like all of these things are bills. Yeah. It's not one inclusive, kind of showing her how the household works. I remember that was one of the things when I first moved out that I didn't have perspective on. Was like, well, yeah, I could pay rent, mom. Who cares, dude? Whatever. It's it's four hundred and fifty bucks a month. Yeah, I can, but the gas bill. Right. And then you start adding all these different expenses of living and food and entertainment and all these things that I had money for. And that did. That was one of those things where I was like, Oh, that's all that's more expensive than that. So the daughter then gets to keep two dollars, can spend it on whatever she likes, right? And then the $5 she collects isn't actually going to bills. Mom is depositing it into a savings account that she can give back to her daughter when she turns 18 to be like, look, also, so then at the end of this plan, there's also this this great lesson for an 18-year-old of this is how important it is to save your money and how saving even a little bit of money over a long stretch of time can can very much help you. People are kind of hating on this. Why? And I got to tell you, I think I know why. Why? And I'm the guy, I'm the guy who hates when people go here without evidence of it, right? But I think people are hating on this because the mom's name is Essence Evans. I think if this was Sarah Lewis and it was out ah, of Jack and it okay. was in Jackson, okay. you'd be like, oh, see, this is just strong parenting. You're just showing your kid responsibility. But it's Essence Evans. And so I think you're hating. I think people are hating on it. Is there any chance that Essence Evans could be a white woman? I'm looking at her Facebook okay. profile. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, I know that's like that's like yo. Could Reggie Chambers be a white guy? And it's like I don't necessarily think that, so. But. Dude, that's our favorite game on the Stansbury Show, <laughs> NBA or NASCAR. We love that game because there are names like that. But I'm looking at the Facebook profile. So. Uh, 
what, I guess I can't even wrap my head around like what's the real gripe here? It's not like it's not like if you were charging your six, even if it was your sixteen-year-old and they had a real true-to-the-heart uh, part-time job, I think that's still appropriate. If this, if you really have a problem with that, that's a problem on you as, a, as opposed to a problem on them, right? I, I, yo, yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I'm. You guys know you. If you listen to the show, I kind of lean on like how I was raised and parented by my father, both my, and my mom, right? And I revere my dad. But I gotta tell you, they did not do the best job explaining financial security to my brother and I, and like laying the groundwork on that. Like, also, we didn't get an allowance. Like, my dad wasn't like into paying me for taking the garbage to the curb. It's like, dude, you live here, bro. Pick that bag up and take it outside. And so there was, I didn't get paid for anything. But I like this system. And it, I've always said, I think in high schools too, they need to be teaching more financial responsibility courses. Do you think a part of the problem there was is maybe your parents didn't have the best financial knowledge? Oh, God, yeah. And like, I think that's a part of the problem is that people, once they have kids, they think that all of a sudden they're going to become better at, you know, the budget and better at doing these things. No, it's going to make it harder. Right. And now all of a sudden it's like you're supposed to pass this knowledge on to this little person who's going to be like, well, you know, it's like, well, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, dude, look at this house. Look at this. Look at our financial situation. Now, how am I supposed to give you that information? So that's one of those things. And I, I, I think very much that, you know, it's that rich dad, poor dad thing. When you learn how to take care of your money and how to handle that, that you're so far ahead of other people it's ridiculous yeah it absolutely is a life skill and do my parents financial life was a complete house of cards like my dad my mom and i grew up in aurora shores now if you live over there twinsburg aurora whatever you kind of know back when i was growing up it was like i mean it's still a nice neighborhood but it was it it was a pretty nice neighborhood when i was growing up and i've said it many many times on the show my parents had no business living in there none whatsoever but it was where my mom's parents lived and they wanted to be close and my dad understood that these were good schools then and they so they overextended themselves to raise me in an area where they wanted me but I, I, so I don't, I think it is one of those things. I think you hit it is like my dad couldn't teach me something he didn't know. I, I think that, I think that a lot of people of the past two generations, like your parents and maybe their parents there, um, I think they also had this mindset of like, dude, it's America. The economy's always going to be booming. We're always going to be, even, you know, idiot Danny's going to be able to go get himself a job out I mean, of high school. And it's not going to I grew matter. up in the Reagan era. Right. It's yeah. not going to matter so much that he knows how to take care of this because he'll have money coming in all the time. Where I think parents today, are going to have to like, or at least have a better perspective on like how to show their kids this is how you scrimp, this is how you save, this is how you get by with not enough. I think, you know, this woman writes in, Courtney writes in and says, I'm totally torn on this, Stansbury, between being a good idea and letting kids be kids. And Courtney, I understand and I agree with you. I said, but I, but the difference is there, she does let the kid, she does let her five-year-old keep a couple of dollars for herself and she's allowed to do whatever she wants and it's the story isn't like, yeah, she pays me rent and she's not allowed to play. So there's still child activities in this. Right. It's just, she sh- there's Believe me, I as a guy who's sitting here in his 40s, who wishes he, I just wish somebody would have taught me this lesson when I was five years old and made it part of my entire life. And again, she's going to get the money back at 18 and think about that. Think about the fact that, uh, you know, college will be easier to pay for. If you want to take a year off and go to Europe, it'll be that much easier to do. Like there's teaching your kids financial responsibility. I'm not sure is necessarily robbing your child of their childhood. I think it can, I, I just think it could be. Very beneficial, and I wish my parents would have had a better working knowledge of debt and how you, you know what I mean, and how your credit works. But again, I don't think my dad could teach me something he himself did not know. We'll talk to Munch on Sports and also get you hooked up with a thousand dollars next on Rock 106. 
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9, your opportunity to win $1,000 is right around the corner. We do it every single Friday, 7 o'clock. We talk to my good buddy, Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. And, of course, everywhere free on the iHeartRadio app. Munch, how are you this morning, buddy? Brother, if I was any better, I would be frightened. That is the guy, man. What a glorious day, man. We have the almighty weekend ahead of us, boys. I can't wait. I am throwing a curveball at you right now. Yes. All right? Yes. The draft right around the corner. People know we got it. We we got a quarterback need deficiency in this market for the for the Cleveland Browns, right? And yes. I the, the draft reports came out yesterday, and it has us taking Josh Allen at one and Saquon Barkley at four. I think both are probably you know I think Saquon Barkley is probably a, a real player, right? There are some questions with Josh Allen now. People are worried that Indianapolis is going to jump in front of us and take Saquon Barkley at number three because that's where they're picking. So here's my idea: let them take Barkley. We'll just let it go. And I think we call Indianapolis and say, dude, so take the first pick. We'll give you, we'll give you our first pick and a pick in the second round. That way you get to replace your quarterback and we get Andrew Luck. Wow, bro. You know what? Not so much a curveball because if I knew, and I'm not even sure the Colts know, that he'll be ready to go this year, he is just super. We've seen that he is one of a kind. I but love the it. injuries... You know, you heal, you're saying, wow, there's less wear and tear on other parts. The problem is this. Yes, he's still fairly young. It just seems like injuries continue in guys like that. We need the vet. We need the vet, my friend. But I will say that he is not the one. Now, I know you're mm-hmm. high on Barkley. Dude, tell me if this uh, – Fantone, you're gonna be, your mind is going to be blown, bro. Let me hear it. Because not even knowing you're going to ask me this, I did a lot of digging immediately yesterday when I saw it come out. And, again – I, I tip my hat to Kuiper Jr., to McShay, to all those guys. You know what? I'm not going to freaking try to put out a back lock draft for 32 teams for seven rounds. That's insanity, yeah, it's and they're going to be wrong on occasion. But I always want to point this out. It's not being wrong. It's how freaking wrong you could be. <laughs> uh, I, still, I still shrug my shoulders sometimes with Mel. You know, he's got the stick, the Johnny Cash, the uh, Mike Ness. Of uh, you know sports guys with the hair slicked back, that everybody else is blow drying theirs kind of thing. Is that remember? He said Jamarcus Russell would that uh, was not only John Elway like, but would be one of the top five all time NFL quarterbacks. You know what? It had it had nothing to do with the purple drank man. I saw him in college. Said okay, good system with LSU. A lot of people around him. But with all that said, talking to Indy yesterday. Dang, do I feel good? I'm pounding my chest right now. They actually. <laughs> They actually like the running back Chubb from um, Georgia better than Barkley. Really? So if you want, yeah, they actually, and they, they need pass rushers out the you-know-what. So if you're thinking of something there, well, you know what, man? Hey, what can you say? Offer him an Ogba instead. Offer him a pass rusher. You know, something of that nature. No way I would do Garrett and take it from there. But, Danny, you know what? If luck was one hundo, man, I would say jump it in a heartbeat. I can't because he was ready, supposed to be ready to go last year, and it just wasn't set up. I think he may have been ready to go last year, but they knew they weren't going to do much, and they they replaced their GM, and they were like, you know what, let's just sit Andrew this year and not risk it at all. He is ready to play. He could play, but we're not going to do anything anyway. We got rid of Ryan Grixon, their GM, and they replaced the GM, and they're finally going to try to do right by Andrew. But I think maybe there's an opportunity that they might want to get off of him, and if they can take, I don't know, Darnold, Rosen, maybe Josh Allen, number one, and they get their running back at 
three, and we get a franchise guy in Andrew, I kind of like it. Well, you know, if you can guarantee me he's ready to rock and roll, I would have no problem with that in any way, shape, or form. Someone else said to me yesterday, because I, you know, people are just already going crazy on this, which is a cool thing because there's passion and we want to fix it. Hell, Joe Thomas wants to fix it, you know. And by the way, not a Butch Davis gut feeling, but my soul feeling is that Joe's coming back. That's for another show. But the bottom line with this, they're going to bring a vet in, guys. They're going to bring a vet. Who is that vet? And that could change the whole draft. You, you get locked in some kind of trade, bang. You don't need a quarterback for, you know, right at the top. You bring Cousins in, he's going to be a quarterback three or four years, too. You bring Alex Smith in, that's when you need to keep that uh, numero uno for a QB. So it's going to be fun this year. A lot of fun for the draft, more than ever. Uh, a lot of being, being made about, you know, where the Browns are going to draft, and with so many draft picks, I mean, understandably so, it right. is an exciting time. Uh, one of the other things that seems to be uh, kind of getting brushed to the side right now is the concept of the offensive coordinator. It seemed uh. like, hey, that was a top priority coming out of the season, and since then, it seems like a lot of movement has been made when it comes to other teams, their offensive coordinators, and the Browns are just kind of sitting here like, you know, maybe we'll get one. Um, is there any news on that front? What's happening there? Well, Matt, of course, you know, McAdoo came in. However, he's got to shave the porn stash if they hire him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, he lost the locker room. No, what? And you know what, man? When he, that was a bad team. When he did the Eli Manning was despicable. You're going to have respect for him on that? Absolutely yeah. not. You know, so you're, you're looking at other guys getting canned uh, on down the line. I'll tell you, you know, I think it's a no-brainer. Put it this way. Here you got Malarkey. Don't get me wrong. Did Mariota regress? No. Did he go leaps and bounds? No. But he was 50% happier. Heck, I was in the uh, their clubhouse after the Browns game when it was a close game. He was 50%. And I looked at him. I go, well, he goes, 100% we beat them by five touchdowns. You know, so there's something there. But here's what the, what's bothering me, guys, and I've mentioned this before. Okay? You've got to have John Dorsey as the top dog there. He reports everything to Jimmy. Right. Remember how Jimmy set it up? Right. Divide and conquer. Dorsey reports to me. Hugh reports to me. Then you had this function from the get-go when Dorsey was going to hire the offensive coordinator. I truly feel Hugh went to Jimmy and said, hey, Jimmy, that's the guy I'm going to spend more time with than anyone else. I've got to have to say so on this. Hugh also is not a dummy. Hugh also knows that, well, this could be my replacement, okay, towards he putting somebody in fair. there that That's was a former point. coach. So, yeah, Fantone is all screwed up right now. That's going to be so important. And, again, I watched the Packers when they came in. Their head coach, who's also the offensive coordinator, had two assistants with him, granted minor assistants, at all times. The one had the clipboards, one had the charts. I see Hugh, guys, and this means something, on the sidelines, fumbling with his freaking chart because the wind's blowing it around. That's not your head coach. That's some dude that doesn't want to give up any duties, responsibilities there. He, he's, he needs some help with it. I mean, hence the clock management, you know, the, the, the penalties that are stupid on down the line, the play calling. He's got to get it done. And, yeah, that is a topic for concern. And to me, it still goes back up to Jimmy. So as we're talking to Mark, uh, Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, I want to ask you a question because most of us amateurs are obsessed with the first pick because quarterback, 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 right? And so you being the expert, what's the other need in this draft that the, that the Browns absolutely have to address and that they'll have a good shot to get their guy with how many picks they got? All right, bro. Number one, 
don't laugh. We still need a quarterback, which blows, because they have not had the you-know-what to identify the guy and take a deep breath. Look at the teams that have done that. Guys, we forget Atlanta, Atlanta did that years ago with a skinny kid from Boston College, right. but they liked his nickname, Ice. And that who Matty Ice is to this day. And, and Julio Jones should have had that pass uh, against Philly, guys. Come on. Agreed. You know, that wasn't that. Wasn't that. I, I, good chance I catch that with seven fingers, okay? <laughs> but besides the quarterback, don't laugh. We, we, we've mentioned it. We need two running backs. I mean, Duke I like, but, you know, he's, he's so valuable. Uh, putting him in a slot, other things, too. Look at New Orleans with two running backs. Kamara and Ingram. Look at the other teams. Philly with two running backs. Uh, you know, one gets banged up. It goes from there. Guys, we need, hold on, don't fall out of your chairs. We need four defensive backs. We Jeez. need three wide receivers. There you go. <laughs> don't tell me we need one or two people. We need ten freaking players. Oh, you got me all worked up now, guys. Munch. Dude, I got to tell you, it's Friday, man, and you paid a grim <laughs> You're paying a grim You know what? I haven't even had a cup of coffee yet, yo. <laughs> You're paying a pretty grim picture for the Browns, my man. So, I, uh, dude, Munch, as I'm running out of time with you, I do want to shift sports. I want to go to the NBA now. Because, yeah. dude, everybody, I know the Cavs won last night, but you can see it. They need a shot in the arm. They need to do something. Who's the guy? What's this trade going to be? Who's the player that the Cavs are going to end up picking up to make their run? All right, well, who is who is it going to be? I do not know. DeAndre Jordan's name surface. You know what? To me, that's okay. Am I going to be happy if they get him? Yes. However, even though, you know, his lady, that's her turf out there, the Clippers said they want no part of Tristan Thompson. All right? So just keep wow. that in mind. So think about this. They're trading us their center. They don't want a guy who started for us in the finals for a couple of years. Still young. That just shows you something there. If I had my druthers, and I know people say, well, get me a lean, athletic backcourt guy, you know, to go from there because, yeah, yeah my boy's letting me down. And he's a guy I'd want, you know, in a foxhole or a bar fight by my side, although I don't know if that's the case any longer, is that I would still work on Boogie Cousins, man. Some people have said Anthony Davis. I don't see the Orleans party with him. He's there, quote-unquote LeBron. He's one of the top five players in the league. Go after Boogie. Solves a lot of problems. Please don't be worried about the attitude. LeBron would kill Remember when JR came here? He said, Oh my God, he's a throw in. You know, he's a gangster. He's a juvenile delinquent. Well, did people say the same thing about Dennis Rodman? I gotta tell you something. And this came for me from a good buddy doing sports in Chicago who was real, real close with Rodman. You know, Jordan used to tell the people, Hey, let the guy wear wedding dresses when he comes to the to, to the stadium at night. Let him get piercings in public. Let him get tattoos. Let him go out with Madonna. I don't care. But I guarantee you, when we get between the lines on the court, he's going to leave this freaking skin on the court. He's going to get every rebound you don't get. He's going to freaking get, he'll get your back. And that same thing would happen. You know, you know, LeBron would just take Boogie under his wing and say, hey, man, how many cats never, ever get to even go to the finals, let alone win a ring? We could do that here. And think about all the great ones in all the sports who haven't even sniffed a final series, let alone getting a ring. That's that means a lot. You're asking me, I still think, you know, I still see him get beat on the ball. My God, Orlando. Orlando had their way in the paint yesterday, and it wasn't just love. Right. Sometimes love would come out of those guys. They're running baseline, guys. Again, I'm not going to undercut you, but if you run baseline on me when I was coaching, I'm, my guys are going to throw a hip at you and put you into the wall. <laughs> I, I I believe you. I know Boogie's a player. I totally agree. 
I just worry that, yes, you make a great point with the JR thing, and LeBron did. He did a great job. But at some point, I worry, and maybe it's maybe it's unnecessary, but I would worry that LeBron is like, you know what, dude? I'm 15 years in. I'm tired of parenting adults. Bring me a guy I don't have to dote over, that I don't have to like convince on why it's all right to, to play in the system and do what we need you to do. And I just worry Boogie has been a poison everywhere he's been. Now, I love him. He's a great player and all that, but I worry there's a little bit of in there. Catch Munch weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350. You can also find them everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, have a great weekend, buddy. Thanks, guys. Too bad Rasheed Wallace can't come back. Exactly. <laughs> My boy, exactly. love you guys. Love you, man. You, we'll, we'll talk to Munch again next Friday, 7 o'clock. Let's get you hooked up with $1,000 right yeah, now. I mean, I saw somebody make the statement of like, oh, well, kids should be allowed to be kids, but like, you, you, you can make that statement about a lot of things. Well, don't teach your kids about sex. Well, don't teach your kids about like being safe because you don't want them to be, you know, it's like, well, no. I mean, it's a real world we live in. I could make the argument that if you don't teach them financial responsibility from, from uh, you know, the early on years that they're going to be kids their entire lives you know what i mean and that you know at some point yes kids do need to be kids so yes let them go outside and play and all that but if you don't raise them to be adults they won't be and it's worth noting too that like this is money that you're giving them you know what i'm saying it's not like it's not like it's not like mom made her her five-year-old go get like a part-time side go shovel driveways and bring mama the cash right yeah no that's not what's happening I got sucked into one of these advice columns while we were on break. Like, I just started reading it. I'm like, what am I reading this for? Dear Sansbury. But there's some terrible advice in here. All right. The question is, I drunkenly texted a colleague and asked her out. She never replied to me. So how do I smooth it over? The answer is, is, is something nobody would ever believe because of how many times people have tried to use it. And you probably already know the answer in your head before I tell you what it is, which is one of your coworkers swiped your phone and texted her and thought it would be funny. Who's going to buy that? And you know what I mean? Like, who's going to buy that? Like, legitimately, your friend took your phone and just randomly stumbled. Because here's the thing. If you drunkenly texted a woman from work and asked her out, there was a moment. Dude, women are perceptive. Like, when a guy wants in their pants, women know. Like, dude, they they just know. That's how, I I don't know how they do it. It's like like a special thing they got. Well, we're not a very <laughs> complex creature, buddy. Like, it's pretty usually I think the pretty tongue easy, out, right? Nor- right. Or normally a pretty obvious sign. So, point being is, she has seen interactions with you in the workplace where you've made it obvious to her that you are interested in seeing her outside of work. Yeah, one hundred percent. She absolutely she knows. knows. So, this is like the worst advice I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, because now even if she do, maybe she just didn't respond because she was busy, and if you had any shot whatsoever now you look like a coward and a liar and she's not going to be interested in that well and i'm going to assume this was in standard drinking hours of 9p to 2a you know what i'm saying that this is when this text went out i mean he said he drunkenly did it so that's not crazy so so 9p to 2a right there so like in my mind yeah you can make the well dude one of my buddies had my phones but it's like what are you hanging out with 12 year olds like is is that what you're doing like i've used this excuse now if it was if it was Something like, hey, he sent it to, you know, another one of our buddies, but he doesn't, your buddy doesn't know Heather at the office, right? I wouldn't think so. I, you know what I mean? Most times, I think it's fair most times to say no to that. Now, 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 if I grab your phone 
and I texted Munch, you know, somebody that we both know, and I texted him like, I don't know, like something ridiculous. D-picks. That, oh, D-picks, sure. And then now Munch got a D-pick from Stansbury, but I'm the one who sent it? Yes. Then that that explanation of like, dude, Fantone's an idiot. What do you want me to do? But this is some chick at your office. It's not a mutual friend of yours that oh, like... Dude, I just ran the scenario where I would have to like send another <laughs> D-pick to verify. Like, no, dude, oh, look. Munch, look. Dude, here, here's, here's Stansbury right here. <laughs> Munch, just strap in, buddy. More D-picks headed your way. You know what I mean? Like, that's what a terrible... Oh, my God. I just had a nightmare scenario running through my mind there. Here's another one, and I feel like this is actually good advice. This is a very antiquated thing that I don't think you see a lot. But I have, um, given my age, I have been, uh, you know, where this was still an acceptable thing to do, and now we live in a world where maybe it's not so much. Okay. Where a guy's asking advice about when you're at a restaurant, ordering for your girlfriend and or wife, charming, confident, or a douche move. Well, it all depends, and it depends on the woman. There are a lot of women who like that kind of thing, but I think more often than not these days, I bet most women would tell you, no, dude, I'll like, because it's not like you're just going to be like, I don't even going to ask her what she wants. She wants the shrimp skewer. My guess is, don't you normally, like, you discuss what you want and then you would order? I, I, I don't do that, so I don't know what the protocol is. But, yes, that's how I assume it would go. Um, if, you, if you think that you can just order for her, if you think that you can just, you know, be the one who, who decides what she's eating for dinner, I mean, maybe there's some chicks that want that relationship, but that would be, dude, that would be a train wreck in my household. A I, train wreck, dude. Now, I would never think that it would be a good idea not to, not to like, consult her on what she might want for dinner. But I have been, again, given my age, I've been out on dates in previous, well, decades now, where women have said to me at a restaurant, this is what I want. Will you order for me? And I've done it. And I've always, I felt a little weird to me. I, I don't think I would like that in a woman. I really don't. I, f- I would be like, what, what why do, what do you A little bit more mean? independent is what yeah, you Yeah, like stand up for yourself. It's not like, it's not like I'm shoveling, like I understand that gender roles exist in some things. Like I'm sure. the one who shovels the driveway and it's like, babe, I get that. I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. But we're talking to a waiter right now. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 uh, I'm kind of with you. I think. There would be a little bit of me that well, I hate to say this because I, I would just worry somebody's going to take it the wrong way and accuse me of being awful. But I would, I think I would respect a woman more who was like, nah, dude, I'm a grown person. I know how to say steak medium. I know how to do that. Right. I can do that. Right. I, I think I'm with you on that. I think there was a time where ordering for your woman seemed like the gentlemanly thing to do, but it was also when we put advertisers, you know, advertisements in magazines where it was like, show her it's a man world, and you were like living, you were like in bed, and here she is bringing you a tray, you know, a tray full of food. It's just like there are certain things that are like we realize as time goes on are no longer the way to do it. But if you drunk text somebody, I'm telling you, everybody knows that's going to be your excuse of my friend had my phone at least go with like hey i was trying to ask out you know uh, the name above you you know oh better idea right you, better you know, idea hey, i'm sorry i thought this was lisa from the bar not lisa from work ah. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm sorry I'm, way, you know, way way better way way better see that right there just goes to show you how many mistakes matt Fanto <laughs> has made in his life big home and garden show tickets up for grabs next hang on Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 
We're online for you, WRQK.com. There's a story up there right now for you to check out where a so uh, where somebody that they're claiming is a millionaire uh, is causing some problems as it turns out they may have hired strippers for their son's 12th birthday party. Yeesh. Dude, that is a terrible look. Yeah. That's a terrible look. Um, there's a video available for you. Let's click on it, see what we see here. Oh, yeah, that's not great. Uh, the birthday boy can be seen dancing with a shirt off while surrounded by scantily clad women. The kid, uh, they claim it, this is a super uncomfortable uh, look on his face. And uh, yeah, there's probably a lot of nervousness there as you're 12 years old and there's a woman like gyrating on right. you. Like, I can't imagine. Man, a lot of parenting stuff in, in the Stance Free Show today. Like earlier, the mom charging her five-year-old uh, rent and then saving the money, putting it in a savings account for her. That one I kind of like. This is parenting gone wrong here. I uh, do 12's way too young to be hiring strippers for, for, for your kid. Well, I mean. Dude, even if your kid was 18, 19, 20, 21. Like, there were things I wanted to do with my dad while he was alive, right? Like, I never really saw my dad drink a beer. So, like, splitting a beer with my dad might have been something I wanted to do. But, like, I don't want strippers in my dad anywhere near the same thing. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I feel like anything in the realm of sexuality, it's like, why Why do I, why, why are you involved in this equation? You're, you're right. The, the, like, when it comes to my parents and sexuality... Teach me about like reproductive issues and like right, teach me like yeah right. you know the pitfalls that can come to you by having sex and you know STDs and that kind of thing. But I don't want you sharing in my sexuality in any way, shape, or form. Mold my mind with it. Teach me. Educate me. Yes, sharing in it seems really wrong. Yeah, and there's I, I I feel like don't get me wrong. Yes, his dad made a terrible decision right here. Um, but I also think it's worth saying that like these strippers, like I'm sorry, there has to be a line somewhere. And I understand. Well, these women are just trying to work and blah 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 blah. But like, dude, that's a child. And like, if it was any other situation, if that was a 12 year old girl that had a bunch of you know thunder from down under, King Kong double dongs rubbing up against her, we would all be like, those strippers. I can't believe they did that. You should know better. You know, you bring you pose an interesting question. There. About whether or not these women are guilty. I mean, they're not having sex with him. Now, I still think what they're doing is wrong. Okay. Yes, I, I, yes. I want I want people to understand where I come from, right? But I they aren't having sex with him. Um, they are scantily clad. It's, now the video is like 12 minutes long, and I'll be honest, I have not finished it. Um, I've seen a good portion of it. So I don't know if they ever get fully new. Like, we can skip ahead here a little bit. I was going to say the Oh, but dude, no, 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 no. Like, the girl's standing up. She's in her bra and underwear, and she takes this kid's head and, like, shoves it into her boobs. Like, I know that if we get, and I know what you're thinking. Stands if I put you in the time machine, and I take you back, and you're 12 years old, and I tell you this could be your birthday party, you'd want it. Well, well yes. Uh, well, yes, the 12-year-old me would want it. But I will tell you this, that I am also sitting here as a grown man, thankful that I had parents that I think, and I hate to say this because it sounds a little judgmental, but loved me enough not to do this. And it's not to say that 12-year-olds don't have sexuality. You're probably in 6th, 7th grade at that you're point. Coming so into you're coming it. into it. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, dude, hormones all over the place, and all you can think about is boobs. But like, that's that's appropriate within your peer group. Like, that's appropriate, like within your you know people your age to 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 introduce adults into this situation and be like, man, boy, you're just gonna get out there and, and get a lap dance and love it. Like, and that's completely inappropriate. What I, I can't believe 
And those so, women did something wrong. They did. Should they be charged? I, I, I would think in some sort of in some sort of a capacity, whether it's you know c- contribution to the delinquency of a minor or something like that. Like, I mean, how if are you they buy not? a kid a pack of cigarettes and I can charge you for it, how is over sexualizing them if, not? If I bought a kid a Playboy and gave it to him, I'm getting charged for that. Ooh. So how is shoving? How is a stripper shoving her 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 boobs in this kid's face? How is I mean. Of course, that's uh, that's the better analogy and, for sure. And it should be like, yes, you should not be able to give children pornographical materials, nor should you be able to put them in pornographical situations. Now, here's another one, because what we're doing now in this country is that if you're 15 and you send a picture of a naked like 15 year old to another 15 year old, we're now charging people with child pornography and passing it out. So how is this not then going to be a crime? And, and now if this kid didn't get naked and now see. But here's the thing is we're just getting into so many different like legal categories here of like well does this qualify as this does this qualify as this at the end of the day it's wrong dude I, I mean that's the truth of it am I going to say that I know enough to be like well is this child pornography or is this you know adding to the delinquency of a minor or whatever it is I don't know what it is but dude there's no doubt in my mind that these women did something wrong yeah, I, I think at some point, you're right, and I know what people are going to say, they're just trying to make a buck, but at some point you got to be a human being, Drug right? Drug dealers are just trying to make a buck, and we're not letting them up off the mat, are we? I, I mean, I don't think it's a far leap to think that these women probably have kids of their own. 100%. Right? And right. Do, isn't this what everybody always tells me, that your opinion on children and children's issues and parenting issues will change when you have your own kid? Well, shouldn't it have changed for these women? Right, then? right. Are you okay with your child, you know, getting grinded on? Like, and well, maybe, I don't know, maybe these parents are. But, like, and at the end of the day, oh. that can't just be the line as well. Are you okay with this or not? Like, no, it's wrong. It's, even as a grown-up, the thought of having my my head smashed between, like, a women's boobs with my dad next to me just seems odd like i remember like that show cat house that used to be on hbo yeah. it was about the, it was about the brothels in vegas like dude they showed like a father son who went out there uh, and both slept with the same uh, prostitute no, thank you. and i was just like this is criminal like something's wrong here yeah anytime anytime and we talked about this the other day we were talking about porn or something anytime that like family gets introduced into sexual situations that's a really that's a really big turn off yeah i like, like, and i remember saying like dude like that's where like religion and porn is right. where i'm out dude you put nuns in porn and i just right. like uh as a non-religious person i still think i was like ah there's i get sacrilegious on some level and that's really where my, where my end is there it's like i find that creepy but at least in the world of pornography we're talking about fantasy and if you want to live some fantasized effed up world, right, right, right. we're not on judging you, you. it's not on for you me. but this kid this 12 year old he does not get to make that decision there's no consent with a 12 year old of like yes i want strippers in the, in the era of me too I got to tell you, people are going to tell you that what you're doing here with your 12-year-old who's not ready for sexual issues, not ready for relationships, not ready for relationships between men and women that what you are doing is you are you are instilling values that will lead him to mistreat women in the future. That's what people are going to say about this, and I'm not sure you're wrong. Say, I mean, I, dude, when you're putting that much sexuality on a 12-year-old and telling him that this is okay and this is how women should be treated, I'm not sure that 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 people are going to be wrong 
wrong about that issue. As a guy who's normally like, ah, quit being so soft, there is a real worry and a real concern there. As I've said it many times on the program, I felt like I was exposed to pornography too early as a child through, you know, neighbors and mistakes and, you know, stuff being left around and things like that. And I feel like it has negatively affected me and those negative effects are carrying on pretty deep into my life. I don't think you should hire strippers for your kids ever, let alone at 12 years old. We have a uh, four pack of tickets, I believe it is, for the big home and garden show. We'll send you to that right now if you're caller 17 at 1 800 243 7625. And a Canton teacher from McKinley, I believe this is, had to resign. We'll give you that story next on Rock 1069. The Stansberry Show, Canton's Rock Station, Rock 1069. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for Dog. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. We have some Canton Charge tickets for their game tomorrow night where Phantom will be your in arena host. By the way, if you snag those tickets, show up a little bit early. The first 2,500 people through the door do get a Cavaliers uh, winter hat there. It's cold out there. Charge taking care of you guys. Yeah, it's not bad there. I'm, uh, I'm going to be in attendance for that game myself. I can't wait. Excited to have you out, buddy. Yeah, I, uh, I like going to those games. I like seeing our buddy John Holland play yeah. well and stuff. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. My yeah. buddy Dustin and I are going to roll up. Make things happen. And then we'll roll into the game there. There it is. I uh, I remember it was about a month ago. I think it was. is When we were talking this story, and it was local. Um, where there was some video, and you can see it. It's still on, uh, on our site at WRQK.com in the Stands Ratio section. Where a teacher at Canton McKinley um, slams a student down to the ground. And I remember back then there was a lot of, well, you know, you didn't see what happened in the video the minutes before, and we don't know, and what if the kid had been in trouble, you know, all throughout the school year and all that. And I maintain that if it were your child, you would feel differently. And I don't necessarily need to see what was going on minutes before because as the video is rolling, the child is calm and the guy goes to grab his arm. The kid pulls his arm away from the teacher as to be like, don't put your hands on me. And that teacher felt disrespected in that moment. And oh, and in my estimation overreacted and slammed the kid to the ground. But I remember doing the story that day, and people were like, well, I mean, they were getting the back of the teacher like I've never seen. Um, a lot of people in situations like this are automatically going to side with authority. You know what I mean? Like, whether it's the cop, whether it's the teacher, whether whoever it is, like, automatically you're just going to go to, well, that's the authority figure, therefore that's the person that I trust. You should yield to trust. the authority figure. Okay. That's the person that I trust. Now, listen, should this kid have, like, ripped his arm away like that? No, it was disrespectful. There's no question about it. But this, you're right. That teacher felt disrespected. That teacher did not feel in danger. And that's the huge difference here. If this, t- if this kid was putting a, another student or this teacher's life in danger or even physical harm not even like going to kill you but like physical harm okay then those moves are justified but just because you got disrespected that's ridiculous and i would also say for the for the people who want to tell me you don't know what was going on the video beforehand well i maintain and maybe i'm wrong here maybe i'm filling in the gaps here to you know too broadly on my own but there are three teachers in the scenario 
If there was that much danger going on before this video started to roll, why did only the teacher who had his hands on the kid tackle him? There's two teachers right in front of the kid. So if it had been super confrontational and physical minutes before then, then I think the two other teachers might have felt the need to maybe put hands on kid and like, you know, contain him too. And by the way, since the story was over a month ago, don't you think we would have heard about that by now? Right. I mean, we're throwing a lot of ifs, ands, and buts in there, and it's like, well, none of that evidence has presented and, itself. So And this teacher now now has resigned and i think that this is probably the way that needs to go i'm the guy who doesn't love when people get fired from their jobs but you know a little too soon but you're an educator and you put your hands on my kid and drag them down to the ground and it's excessive i mean it looks super aggressive yeah i mean the whole video lasts 15 seconds and from when it starts to when it ends i mean this kid didn't do anything that indicates hey i'm going to attack hey i'm i've I, you know i mean the kid's standing there rips his arm away and then gets tossed you're right aggressively to the ground it's not like he gets grabbed you know how you can grab somebody and kind of contain them and try to like yo dude you need to stop like sometimes when you're arguing with your better half and i'm not saying you should do this but you'll reach out and kind of grab both their arms and be like dude what, what's happening right now like maybe a little bit of that but he like almost chokeholds this kid and slams him down to the ground. It just felt to me like I'm taking my day out on this kid. And I understand that that day could have been severely, you know, uh, what do I want to say, disrupted by this student. This For student sure. could have been a disruption the entire time. The whole way. But it does not, that does not justify physical assault. Uh, like, I'm sorry, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not, dude, I remember thinking to myself, like, why are people bending over backwards? Like, because here's the thing. We're all in the situation while talking about it, giving the benefit of the doubt to the people. Why are you giving the benefit of the doubt to the person who choked somebody and dragged them down to the ground, though? Once again, I, I I think a huge part of it is it's just the authority figure and it's like, well, no, of course that person could never do wrong. And I mean, I understand that. And like, should this kid, you know, whether he approved of it or not, should he have behaved like that? No, but that doesn't make the teacher right. So, you know, the resignation has happened. And if you ask me, I feel like that's the exact way that that should go. Every hour on the program this morning, you have an opportunity to win yourself $1,000. And the next one is right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Online for you. WRQK.com. We have some Canton Charge tickets. We'll pass those out here in a little while. That game tomorrow night at the Civic Center. Pantone, in arena host. First 2,500 people through the door get a Cavaliers uh, winner hat there. So if you win those, you got to come pick them up today. Ah, yeah, good point. Got to yeah. be here by 5.30 today. So, yeah. uh, you know, don't be like, hey, I want to win, and then not come pick your tickets. Yeah, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. If you're unable to come grab them today, allow somebody who may be to come get them. All right. I, uh, I'm i hesitant about what we're about to do right now. All right. All right. And it's not out of fear of management. It's not out of fear of like being told what I can and cannot say. It's honestly, it's out of fear of some of the audience. I don't know how many, but there's going to be some of you. And... I always feel like I got to give you guys a disclaimer when I go into this stuff because I sometimes get accused of jumping up and down on the president and I don't feel as if I do not as much as like shows who like make it their mission to jump up and down on him. I mean, you personally, no, I don't think you do. I would say us as a show, we make a concentrated effort not to freak out about every little thing. And there's it's just times, too much of it. Well, and there's times I want to. Sometimes I'm like, dude, we should be talking about this. But then there's times I'm like, no, dude, that's not. It's not in the best interest of the program. 
But there's a story out there that I and why I want to talk about it is not what, what you know the fact that he did it or anything like that. It's the fact that I feel like this would have been a bigger story while I was growing up. And so it's more an examination of us, how we consume information, what information we decide is a big deal to us, and then like and the shift in all that stuff that's happened in my lifetime. As the story's out now that Trump had paid Stormy Daniels. I think it was $130,000 or whatever it was to keep quiet about the fact that they had sex. Now, Stormy Daniels is and was a very well-known porn star. Like, she, when, like, porn was in, like, its second golden age, like, the 90s, yeah. like, she was killing it. Yeah, she, um, she was a little bit before, like, the digital revolution. She was one of those last, like, DVD stars. She probably made real porn money. Right. Like, back in the day, probably right. made real porn money. Now, don't get me wrong, she still does stuff. Like, you can still go find her on Pornhub. Oh, Hub. yeah, yeah. And, dude, she has skyrocketed in the top porn stars section, skyrocketed from obscurity to, I think, the number one porn star of the month. It's amazing how politics can do that. Lisa right. Ann did the same thing, like completely revitalized her career with Naylan Palin. It's amazing how I have that information readily available to me. Like, yeah, no, don't worry. I'll check that hands out. above the board, Fanto. And hands, above, hands above the board. And this just seems to be a little underreported. And especially underreported when you think about the fact, and I would agree that the media is thirsty for negative Donald Trump stories and that they have gone a little overboard with trying to like hold his feet to the coals. I do believe there's a little bit of a media narrative that's out just to paint him as like the worst dude of all time. There's definitely issues, but I feel like, and I don't know if I want to say unfair, but it definitely feels like that the media deck can be stacked against him. I would agree with him on some of that, right? I'm not going to go so far as to call people fake news, but they definitely love when they get a story that's negative about him, whether it's a big story or not, they normally want to run with it, which is again why I'm surprised that this story that, yes, you're hearing about it. But if I, while I was growing up, if the president had slept with a porn star, and I know what you're going to tweet at me, it was before he was president. It doesn't matter. If it had come out that Reagan was out there slaying porn stars before being president, that would have been everywhere. And what I think what some people are going to tell you, and I think it's probably a little bit true, is that what you're seeing here is in a slip of the American standard of what we consider to be immoral and what we consider to be wrong or tawdry and that we're just accustomed to this kind of stuff now. And we've made celebrities out of people who release sex tapes. And so there's a little bit of like, maybe we're getting more comfortable with sexuality in this country, which I would say overall we need to do. I think America needs a sexual awakening and start to get a little bit more accepting about talking about sex, being willing to admit that we are not having the sex that we wish we had. All of that kind of stuff needs to happen. But this just seems like for a media that's like like foaming at the mouth that they're not like on this as much as I thought they would be. I guess two things there. Um, as far as the media goes, maybe fingers crossed, and this is my hope, 
is that they are more concentrated on more serious issues. And I mean, you know, instead of just chasing every tweet, you know, like being able to distract them with a, hey, look over here. Maybe they're more focused in on actual issues as opposed to like, hey, here's a porn star thing. Here's a tweet or Twitter thing. Or here's, you know, Trump saying something that might be racist. Instead of worrying about that, focus in on the actual issues. And I hope that's what's happening here. I understand from where that thought process comes from, but in, if that for that to be the reasoning, for that to have been the thing, like 11 different news directors for competing organizations would have to get together and decide to do it all together. At the same time, a concentrated effort. I don't, I, I, that's not likely. <laughs> it's not like MSNBC's hitting up CBS or CNN and saying like, yo, Dude, bro, let's we're raise the stop. Mor- let's right. raise our moral standards on what we report. Like, that's not happening. Now, uh, I mean... I know that she talked about this in an interview, and she's in the past, I think prior to him even becoming president, she had talked about this in interviews before. Um, But I guess the concept, and especially when we're talking about President Trump here, of him cheating on his wife isn't new. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, that's behavior we know has happened. So, like... Every wife. A little bit of, like... Well, like, it's not news because, like, it's not news when LeBron James dunks a basketball. My mom would say, once a cheater, always a cheater. You know what I mean? And here's the thing with cheating. And, like, I don't, I view it as an immoral thing to do. I view it as, like, a bad thing to do. I do not think necessarily that you're going to be bad at your job because of that. No, it's, dude, this makes you a bad husband, not a bad president. But with that being said, if that's the if that's the line we're going to draw is number one, then we need to take morality out of politics because next time you know you can't come out and be like, well, I really care about Clinton, about Bill Clinton, you know, it's, it's sleeping with Monica Lewinsky, but I don't care about Donald Trump. You have to have consistency there. Well, right? I, there is a different. I, I get what you're saying, and I would agree that I would want more consistency. The problem with your scenario, though, is that he did sleep with her when he was president, and okay. people are going to have a different thing. But yes, overall, your point does stand. Split, splitting hairs, yeah, there splitting of like hairs when it there, happens. But- but 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 and especially when you're the party of moral conviction, family values, evangelical, like well, how can you how can you stand by this? Like if you're gonna be that, be that. I have zero issue with that. Just be that consistently. It's very easy for me as a godless, soulless, you know, sexual degenerate Democrat to be like, well, pff, yeah, whatever. I don't. I mean, cheat on your wife, sure. But, like, if you have that morality, if you have that, you know, holier-than-thou attitude, how can you accept this? She was talking about, Stormy was, she was talking about the kind of sex they would have. She says, look, it was one position. It was exactly what you think a guy his age would be like in bed. He was running around the hotel room in his tidy whities which, jeez, what a weird visual that is. Jeez. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't really want to focus on that. But I guess, like... He wanted her to, like, roll up a magazine and spank him with it. Jeez. Let me see here. President Trump once made Stormy Daniels spank him with a Forbes magazine with his photo on the cover and sit with him for hours while watching Shark Week, the porn star told the political operative. Now, here's the thing. I don't think the Forbes magazine with the face, uh, his face on the cover rolled up and using that to, sm- to, to smack in ass is that weird. But to spank himself, I guess, is where, I mean, if he was smacking her with it, then I'd be like, all right. Yeah, but- that, okay, that you're right. I would, gra- I would grant you that that's probably more normal. And I'll give, you, I'll give you an example of why I don't think that that's that weird. Right, I think most of you know by now that sometimes what you hear on the radio can be pre-recorded and ran later. Right? Really? <laughs> so what? Once upon a time, when I was early on in my radio career, I was still working at the other rock station. I was going to be on the radio at a time-delayed time, and we chose to listen to that while 
having sex in my my then girlfriend's apartment. Jeez. And there was part of me that got kind of off on the fact that I was listening to myself do something I felt like I was good at while I was doing something that I'm not all that good at. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Sansbury here with the ride home coming up another electric five. Five for the drive. Now, had I thought about it all the way ahead, I should have been like, just keep at it. Who cares if you're huffing and puffing? Yeah, we uh, we actually recorded this back in 2017, so everything we're saying right now is from last year. It's kind of crazy how it works. Um, but uh, one of the points I want to make with this and the whole Stormy Daniels things, and like I said, I view it as immoral to cheat on your wife, but doesn't necessarily mean you're terrible at your job. No, not at all. Number one, can you imagine if this was Obama? The out, the 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 foaming at the mouth outrage that would be happening. Oh yeah, I mean, just unfathomable, yeah. just unfathomable. Sure. But more so, more so. Imagine if this was Hillary. Imagine if this was Hillary getting pounded out by a porn star who is 25 years younger James than her. Dean. By James Dean. Just taking Hillary Clinton to pound town. Can you imagine what would be happening right I've now? I've never wanted to see a sex video of a woman that disgusts me <laughs> physically more in my life. And I'll tell you, I think more than Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton could use a good railing. Like, I think true. She, I feel like she kind of needs it, right? Now... There's a lot going on in your scenario there, Fantone. Right. And and women, I I know you're going to know that this is true. That there is a double standard in life where women are look at looked at a little bit more cross-eyed for dating down than men are for sure. And so yeah. there would be that thing where people would cast that honor. But MILFs aren't new, that concept of like the cougar. I mean, that's been a part of mainstream Fair. society for the past 10 Fair. plus years. But if this would, that would be part of the narrative if this happened with her, though. <laughs> Is that, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, there, there would be something about that. I mean, it just it's just one of those things that like, I, I, like I said, I, I don't think it makes you terrible at your job, but the double standard of this situation is just it blows my mind. Yeah, it is. It's, it is pretty large. Now I understand people are going to hit me up, and I know it was before he was president. That's fine. What I'm telling you is, in my lifetime, that even if this was before, first of all, in my lifetime as growing up as a kid, if they would have found this out during the election, it would have stopped you from being president. I've lived long enough now where scandal used to stop you from being president, wouldn't rocket you to being a president. That is completely shifted on its head in my lifetime. And I don't care that he slept with Stormy Daniels. As a matter of fact, if you would have polled me before the information came out and said, you think Trump's ever slept with a porn star, yeah. I would have been like, yes. 100%. Of course. Those girls will obviously have sex for money. I like how, and I like there's people out there who are like, didn't even happen, never happened. Oh, Shut God. up. God, come on. God, God. Listen, come vote on. for him all you want to, but you can't be like, never even had. Come on. No, you mean come to tell on. me a rich guy used power and influence and money to sleep with a woman who would never normally touch him? You mean to tell me that happened? Come on. It just seems to me it's a little like underreported, and I think, yeah, your idea of maybe they're going for a higher moralistic standard eh, of reporting, slipping. dude, I don't think news directors are getting together and making that decision all at once. You could never get them all to agree on anything. It just seems interesting to me. But I don't mind the Forbes magazine. I get it, dude. I'm into kinky things. I can be into weird things, and I'd probably want to listen to me again on the radio and have, you know what I mean? Like, do you guys are, men and women, dude, we're into weird things sexually. We all are. We're all freaks. Every last one of us. When you're way into the charge game, we'll pass out those tickets next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Online for you. WRQK.com. I watched something last night 
that's got me pumped for something that I was not excited about at all. All right. I just felt like so like too many years had gone by and you missed your window and like why did we wait this long to bring this out? But I watched the trailer for Super Troopers 2. Oh. And dude, pretty funny. Now it's a trailer. So that you may run the risk of like some of the best right. jokes being given away before, but there's just something funny about Farva. Like there's just something funny about that character. That uh the original movie, I mean like I can remember seeing it in theaters before it was like the cult hit that it was. Me too, yeah. And I mean just like I would say one of the funniest movies of the past 20 years, right? It's hard to not put it up in there. I, I remember exactly where I was, who I was with. It was me, my buddy Jerry, and my buddy Sean, who I wish I still saw those guys a lot, but I haven't seen either one of them in a long time now. And uh, they were more, those two were uh, two of my more 420 friendly friends. Okay. And so obviously that was part of the situation. I like how people are like, yeah, 420 friendly. If you have 420, bring it. It's like everybody on the face of the planet knows what we are talking about. <laughs> exactly. You're not, it's no longer code, bro. So, and I remember going to the theater and we did. We just laughed our asses off at that movie. And actually, I just watched the original not that long ago. It just happened to be, I, I think it, it was on Netflix, I think. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just kind of bored laying around. Let's turn this on and, you know, I'll probably get sick of it in the middle of through. And then, no, it had been a while since I had seen it. So some of the jokes still had up, you know, held up. Yeah, I was going to say it stands the test of the time really well. Um, a genuinely funny movie. I can't wait to uh, can't wait to see the sequel there. Yeah, the trailer uh, the trailer did it pull me. Because as we were hearing, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I was like, guys, this is like 15 years ago. Right. Like, you missed your window. But then I watched the trailer last night, and I don't know, man. It looks like it might be pretty good. I believe it comes out again on 420, April the 20th. There is the release date. 420, bro. Of super, that's smart marketing. If they're, you know, bro. if you're those guys, Broken Lizard, I believe, is what their comedy yeah. troupe is called. If you're them, that was actually a very brilliant marketing uh, play. That is your audience there. Um, so the Cavaliers, obviously, they won last night, but they've got some problems. They blew a 23-point lead and then were able to hold on. Um, we've seen this a lot of years with the Cavs where people start to worry January, February. And then in the end, we all kind of look like fools because there they are right there in the home stretch, you know, fighting for a title. Now, that doesn't mean they shouldn't have a level of concern as a fan. I mean, I certainly do. But if anybody in the sports world deserves the benefit of the doubt from me, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers led by LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like, yes, okay. I'm concerned. I'm worried about it. But there's no need for me to hit panic buttons because it's like, well, you've been here before and you've gotten out of this before. So like it's I not trust clipboard it. Jesus under center. Exactly, dude. I trust that you can do this. You're you're you're, you're right. There's there's there, the Browns aren't here. The Browns aren't playing. So <laughs> like yes, I have faith in this system. So you're gonna hear a lot of LeBron takes theories, rumors, you know, ideas. One of which I heard the other day um, was LeBron would consider going to the, to the Lakers. But he wants nothing to do with the LeVar Ball drama, so the Lakers ha would have to move Lonzo Ball to bring LeBron James in. Now, the general consensus amongst NBA people is, is that the Los Angeles Lakers would be willing to do it. Now, they're... Of course. See, but again, <laughs> but look, look at your reaction to that. Because I think this is interesting, right? Maybe it's not, but to me it was. Name me another 15-year veteran. Where you would trade away. Now, people, dude, Lonzo's actually, he's starting to play a little bit better. Name me another 15-year veteran where you would trade away a potential superstar of your future to bring in. 
Um, I mean, obviously, LeBron is a once-in-a-generation talent. There's no question about that. I would say the most unique basketball player that's ever played the game. So, like, no, you can't point at another 15-year dude and say, hey, that would make sense for us because there is no other player on the planet that gives you what LeBron James does. That's, it's just it's not possible. That is the amazing aspect of LeBron James. Now, Chris Broussard, who's close to the situation, is tight with LeBron and company, had put out a podcast late last night and a video that I watched. I watched it again this morning to make sure I had it right. Who has a theory that there might, that if LeBron leaves Cleveland, if he leaves the Cavs, that where he will end up is the Golden State Warriors. And I got to tell you, I don't think he does it because I think LeBron hated being the heel when he was in Miami. He hated it. He's been on record talking about it. I think LeBron watched what happened to KD last year and the commenting and all that stuff that happened with KD and doesn't want it. And on top of all of that, not that you would hear it publicly because I don't think that they would want you to know that they can toy with their organization this in this manner. But at some point, I think the league and the commissioner get involved and go, guys, can't you, have can, that. you can't, can't take every good player, can't put them that. on one team. You guys have already devalued the regular season as it is. You can't g- give me a guaranteed NBA Finals winner. Like They're going to they're gonna want to stop that from happening, I would imagine, right? Yeah, and I just think that I, I would love to see numerically how that could happen when it comes to LeBron James being a max player. And I mean, unless he goes and plays for league minimum or something like that, which LeBron will not do. I, 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 what, I mean, what pieces, parts are moving off of the Warriors at that point? I mean, are you are you getting rid of Draymond Green or like what's uh, that? That that to me is like the definition of lazy ass ESPN style of reporting, where it's just like, yep, up, I'll say it because I know it's going to get clicks because I know we, uh, there's no real legs to that. I mean, if LeBron's done anything in its career, it's proven that he is not willing to take less money. Now, if, if we're going to talk about if we're going to talk about well. Could it happen? Well, but I mean, yes, unicorns could exist, but like until there's evidence of that, I, I, I see no viable way where that would that would happen. You maintain this is Fantone's theory is that LeBron James is not spending a lot of time during the season thinking about what he's going to do. That he'll have enough time to do it at the end of the season. That yeah, it's probably pondering it. You know, when he's in the bathroom here and there, but not putting serious thought into it as of yet. I think he's got plans. A, B, C, all the way through Z in his mind, but I don't think he's going to decide on which plan and he will implement until this season is over for him. You also maintain that you believe that those plans are leaning towards staying a Cavalier. Um, I think that he knows that's what would be best for him as legacy long, wise. Legacy wise, as long as it can, as long as the Cavaliers can continue to give him an opportunity to win the NBA championship. So, like, I think in his his in his mind right now, best case scenario is that. I have another five years on this team and I have another five opportunities to win a title. So if let's suspend your theory right now and I'll make you, I'll make you answer the question where, because you've scoffed at the Lakers idea Mm -hmm. and you have scoffed at the golden state idea, both for different reasons. I know once upon a time you said, dude, he's not going to the Lakers. Everybody's, you know, talking about how he doesn't want to lose. He doesn't want to lose. Well, he's definitely not going to go to the Western conference and have to deal with golden state all year. Get bounced out before the championship series. That's, I mean, dude, there's solid logic in there and I couldn't argue it. So in your estimation, if I just out of the, like, where does Matt Fantone think a possibility if he would leave the Cavaliers, where would it be? I feel like Philadelphia is a team that's young enough. They have enough talent where he could go in there and they would automatically be a contender. End of the day, I mean, 
pretty much anywhere LeBron goes and plays basketball, they're going to be an automatic contender. You're making the playoffs. But right. And I mean, you got to think of the bon- of the bonuses there. That's a franchise that matters. The 76ers are, 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 are you know, one of the storied, you know, NBA and it, franchises. And if you fix it. And if you fix it. Oof. And it's in the East. So you still have an opportunity to, you know, play with, fair. With, with with guys, you know, or play in the in the conference you feel most comfortable in. I, I If you're going anywhere, that seems like a logical destination to me. See, for me, it's never going to be Chicago because he's already talked about I was chasing the ghost. You're not going to go play in Michael's house. Like, it's just not going to be the, the, the thing, right? Um, I like your argument on Philly because you're right. Original franchise there. There's a it's steeped in history. If you fix it, you're a hero. I'll tell you where I feel like it makes sense for him. I just don't think they have the ownership to get it done is... LeBron in a New York Knicks uniform, dude, with Kristaps Porzingis and that, dude, I got to tell you, I think that is a guy who doesn't want to see him go anywhere. I would rather have him be a Cavalier forever, but I got to tell you, LeBron in a Knicks uniform kind of feels like the right move. It Tell me, the NBA loves that. Now you got Kyrie in Boston. You got LeBron in New York. You got the Golden State Warriors in California. Philly's kind of on the build. Now you got some of these big markets that are like got really good teams starting to emerge. And that's what people really want to see. I know we want to see LeBron in a Cavaliers uniform. The country overall, I think, gets more sucked into the NBA if your premier market teams start to be really, really competitive and they're the ones fighting for the titles. I, it's going to be interesting to see what LeBron does there. I really don't believe it will be the Golden State Warriors. That move I do not see. We will send you to see some basketball tomorrow night at, at the Canton Civic Center. Check out the Canton Charge. We'll take caller 10 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those and get you hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for the Wakeham Auto Family. You know by now that it was about a year ago I bought a pre-owned Honda Accord from Wakeham, and I've absolutely been in love with the car. Now, when I went, I was worried about my credit, as I'm sure maybe some of you are. But that's what makes Wakeham so great, is that their size, being as massive as they are, it gives them an advantage, because they're working with 30 different banks and credit unions. They also have specific teams on site whose only job at the dealership is to get credit approval and special finance loans for you. If you're making $350 per week, Wakeham can put you in the car you want. Check out their website, waikem.com. Now, look, they have new cars, they have pre owned vehicles. No matter what it is you're looking for, you make $350 per week, Wakeham's going to find a way to get you financed for up to $30,000 worth of credit so you can get a car to start the process. Log on right now at wakeham.com. When you log on at wakeham.com, no worries, no social security number required. You can also stop Stop by in person. Find them on the Wakeham Auto Mile. That's at West Huskin Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. Head up there. Do what I did. Save the Wakeham Way. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. I chuckle a little because we posted this video at WRQK.com where a guy's tr- uh, pulling a boat by trailer with his pickup truck. Now, that's not crazy, right? No. But the boat is on fire. Jeez. Yeah. And that part's a... Uh, that part's a little interesting. You can take a look there at WRQK.com. Um, a little somber now. As uh, some of you may have heard, a four-year-old boy had died in a multiple vehicle car crash on Market Avenue. This was uh, around 5.30 in the afternoon yesterday when three vehicles collided with one another. Um, a mother with a couple of her children, her car was struck twice. 
Um, the mother and her two-year-old daughter were treated for minor injuries over at Mercy. Her four-year-old son was airlifted to Akron Children's Hospital oh. with serious injuries. Um, and then the Summit County Coroner's Office later confirmed to the Canton Police Department that the child had passed away. Uh, Four years old, man. And, and the fact that both you and your two-year-old, uh, minor injuries, you know what I'm saying? It's not like everyone had a broken neck and right. everyone just, you know, these two barely are on life support or anything like that. We're talking minor injuries, scrapes, bumps, bruises, stuff like that. And then somebody else sitting three feet away from you died. The mom is going, uh, to, the mom is going to spend the rest uh, of her life asking God why they why he didn't take uh, her and not her, her son and what a what, what a bad place for any parent to be I, I this is one of those times in life where people can say I can imagine but I can't no, I can't imagine can't. the driver of the truck that struck uh, that struck the car uh, a Canton man was also transported over to Mercy was treated for minor injuries the incident remains under investigation now I have not I've looked and I have not seen any release of information that he may have been under the influence of drugs and or alcohol for this crash. So I'm going to choose right now for the sake of this conversation to go with that. And I got to think about him a little bit here too, because if let's say this was just purely an accident because they do happen that that guy, I mean, dude, there's no coming back from that. Well, no matter what circumstances went into it, whether he was drunk or distracted driving or whatever the case is, yes. Oh, I didn't that, think about texting. Yeah. That that guilt is going to hang over you for the rest of your life. I, I feel like there's just no other way. And I, a chick that I used to live with, I didn't date her, but like this chick that I lived with and her boyfriend, she actually killed somebody with her car and it was found legally. Like she was not at fault. There was nothing she could have done, but like it was definitely something. Something that stuck with her all the time. Like there was just no other, you know, there was just no way for her to not relive that moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I there's no way to push it out of your mind. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, obviously, feeling for the family who lost their child, obviously. But you know, as you can be in a car and accidents can happen. And again, I have not seen a report that he was drunk and or high on drugs or texting or whatever. We don't have that information as of yet. So I do want to think about him as a human being, too, and think about what that would feel like. And I guess as we sit here on a Friday night, just kind of, you know, everybody's going to start going out and, yeah, the weekend and, like, yeah, let's go out and party, whatever. Not to say that you're going to drink and drive, but dude, just think about that kind of stuff when you're driving down the street, when you got your phone in your hand. So, dude, I saw it. Dude, I was driving home yesterday. As a matter of fact, I went to Big Ass Salads yesterday. Okay. Dude, that place was pretty good. Big dude, Ass dude, Salads th- right there. Yeah. Th- you know, um, so thanks for the recommendation. On my way home, the amount of people I saw making turns, not looking at the road, and still like checking their phone. I mean, it's scary, dude. Now, it was at a red light, so maybe this girl had a little bit of a buffer zone, but the other day I saw this girl, and on the back of her car was a don't text and drive sticker, and I'm like, all right, oh, 100%. I pull up next to her, and I'm like, oh, so there you are, phone in hand. See, here's the thing. I had somebody like beep their horn at me the other day because I was at a red light, and I was was finishing a message, and the light had turned green, and I hadn't seen it, and I thought to myself, yes, you're right. I was kind of not paying, but at least like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing this, right? Is when the car is stopped and I'm not in motion. I would say when the car is parked and you know what I mean? That's probably when you're technically that, supposed to do it. I'm sure. Well, I mean, but I'm sure like, I'm sure if a cop saw you and wanted to give you a ticket for texting at a red light, that would be legal. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm you sure know what? That would be. Dude, our good cop buddy, Lamar Sharp is going to be actually be in studio this time next Friday, nine o'clock. He's, okay. um, he's heading up a couple of, uh, uh, you know, some campaigns and some, some anti-suicide campaign stuff. And he asked for, uh, for a platform. So we're going to give it to him and I'm going to ask him that question. I'd be interested to find that out whether or 
not um, you can be texting at a red light. It's probably cops discretion at that point. You know what I mean? Most cops are just going to be like, yeah, whatever. I'll beat my horn at you. But like, I'm sure if it was like, you know, I'm giving this guy a ticket, they could. Dude, he texted me the other day right. and he was like, yo, Stansberry. Yeah, he, he's like, I need to get at you. And I was like, what I do now? <laughs> And he was like, don't worry about it, man. You know if you did anything, I'd make it go away by now. I was like, Lamar, man, you better delete that text message, man. You don't, dude, you, somebody finds your phone. Not only that, but now I got proof and I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to hold you to it. We're passing out $1,000 every single hour on the program. Your next opportunity is right now. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9 online for you at WRQK.com. Another opportunity at $1,000 will be at 1010. Teresa will give you her next keyword. I can barely contain my excitement. Sansbury all fired up about something. And uh, you're going to be a hater of this. Okay. Because you're just not a fan. Okay. But this already happened once, and I went when they did it. And that's why I'm excited and why I want to go again. Okay. Def Leppard and Journey are going out oh, on the boy. road together. Here we go. Dude, your boy likes both those things. And I know you're not a Journey fan, which I'm honestly, not. it makes me want to put you in a headlock every time we talk about it. I, I do. I don't know why. you got so many more annoying qualities. I have no idea why it's your hatred of Journey that's like, dude, I kind of want to box now. But for some reason, I, you know what it is? It's just because you like pop music. I do. You you know what I mean? It's so you're not afraid of the cheese factor and this and nope. that. Nope. And I just feel like they were such a home run in it that it just seems like a weird band not to enjoy. Oh, they're so good, dude. So good. Mother, father, stone in love. Oh, God. Dude, Journey was amazing. I love that band. When is that? Where is that? How is that all so happening? They're the kicking story? off the tour here. Uh, so it should be soon. May 28th, though, uh, Def Leppard and Journey will touch down at the queue. I, uh, will they escape it, though? I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, here's the question I have. I didn't really um, read too much into like the tour details. I, I did get the date, obviously, May 28th. At the queue, but you you gotta want. Are they gonna rotate headlining nights? Um, like who do you, I mean? How do you flip a coin? Because who's the bigger man? I don't know. Ah, Def Leppard active longer, um, meaning I think they made more new music. But is any of it does like really matter? Um, God, dude, can you Google that real quick and see who sold who, who sold more albums? Journey or Def Leppard? Oof, dude, I don't know, man. That Def, dude, Py- what was it, not Pirate? Hysteria? Dude, like, that record, like, I listened to, I was in eighth grade. I'll never forget, Jamie Sklomeni actually gave me my first copy of Hysteria. And I listened to it so many times that it broke, and I had to buy another one. Is it not even close? Not even close, really? dude. Not even close. We are looking at Journey, all-time record sales, 48 million in the U.S., which makes them the 25th best-selling band of all time. Def Leppard, over a hundred million. Jesus! So twice the amount of records sold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, they made more albums later into their career, and so you probably sold. You probably had more products to sell. But was it fifty million worth? 
I don't know. I mean, how well, many how many records were they really selling with those older records? I don't know. I, I think a big part of it, though, is you have to remember that Def Leppard, not from America. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, Journey had worldwide success. There's no question about For it. For sure. But the fact that Def Leppard was, you know, from the UK, from the jump off, you've got two very big audiences there to work with. Yeah, I would have guessed... I would have guessed Journey just because, although Def Leppard was selling records when people still had to buy records, too. So, I mean, but, dude, Journey was playing, like, football stadiums. Pyromania was 12 times platinum. Wow. So that's pretty good. Yeah, Pyromania. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. Pyromania was a great record. Great record. Dude, early Def Leppard's fantastic. Like, they were great. Like, that was a great band. And that's why I always tell people, get off Nickelback. Because it's the same band. It's Def Leppard. It's the same exact band. Yeah, Def Leppard, one of the best-selling artists of all time worldwide. Wow. I, Dude, who am I a bigger fan of? God, I can't pick. I mean, dude, like I said, that early Def Leppard stuff is so very good. And I love Journey. I know, like, I know a lot of people can get a little hung up on his voice. And, you know, maybe nasally or whatever people want to call about it. Whiny is, is what I've heard a lot. Um, but I loved it. And I, I and I think he just knows how to sing a hit. And I'll also say this about Journey. they Journey might have one of the most underrated guitar players in the history of music in that band and Neil Schoen. Like, Neil Schoen is so... I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Is so good at his craft. And he has been robbed and stolen from by countless amount of artists. As a matter of fact, as a guy who likes modern contemporary country music, dude, the amount of theft that has happened to Tom Petty and Journey inside the new country movement is almost egregious. Like, it's almost straight lifted out of Journey. Neil Schoen's amazing, man. Like, that guy was a fantastic guitar player, and he doesn't get the credit he's deserved in because they're considered to be, like, your girlfriend's favorite band. And so a lot of rock dudes don't want to give Neil the credit he deserves. But he's a phenomenal player. Very good. He's a little pretentious when you, like, read his tweets and stuff, but I don't care about that. I was going to say. I don't, what do I care about that? Don't right. follow the guy on Twitter. Yeah, just don't follow him on Twitter. Go to the show. Dude, your boy can't wait for that one. Dude, I'll be there, beer in hand, getting my 80s on. Dude, I mean, getting your cougar on right there, man. It's going to be a target-rich environment. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that one. I'm interested in it. Another big thing happening with uh, one of the 80s rock stars, rock bands. And this kind of broke yesterday a little bit, and I was surprised by it because it just feels like strange bedfellows to me. Is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions? Yeah. John Bon Jovi asked Howard Stern to induct him. Now that just seems weird. I mean, don't get me wrong, Howard's a huge name, and so it's a it's a it's a great get. And getting Howard to do something is right. you know what I mean, is impressive in its own right. And John asked him, and Howard said, Look, man, I'm honored that you even asked me. But I kept thinking, I was like, was there this big Bon Jovi moment? On the Howard Stern show that I don't remember, like, did Bon Jovi play the Howard Stern show's parking lot? Like, did that happen, or like, wh- like, wh- what's the thing? Does Howard love Bon Jovi? Oh, uh, maybe I just maybe I'm I don't over, know. maybe I, I'm overthinking I have no it. No idea. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Uh, but yes, a strange, I guess. I mean, 
you would think you would think that you would have somebody that was synonymous with your career, somebody that you know kind of led the way for you or inspired you or whatever. But having Howard up there, I mean, he's as a list as it gets, so it's not not a bad look for right. Bon Jovi. It's not a bad look. As a matter of fact, honestly, it will probably dwarf everybody else who's inducting any other band. And if you're John Bon Jovi, a marketing genius. That may be it right there, where it's like, dude, we know we're the biggest thing that's going in this year, but let's prove it without a shadow of a doubt, and we'll get Howard to do it. It's a good get. It's a good get. And again, Bon Jovi, fully, fully deserving of being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There are people debating that online, and I think you're ridiculous. Yeah, I think you're nuts. I think you're nuts. He is fully deserving. That band, fully deserving of being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Show gets closed out on Rock 106.9. Next, hang on. 6.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. If, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women! Women, 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 women! And here he is, having the time of his life. There's those big brains It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if... Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this, dumbass? Yeah, f***ing fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper. To be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants, you ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learn quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam, all upside his head. Just slap them. They can make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is the I'm 46 years old. You know, I bring your kids in your underwear. I have to take off my shoes. So kiss my black. She's trying to carry out. Why are they boys? Not okay. They make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. I would just reiterate that again. Our record's unacceptable, and we accept full responsibility for that. Died in a car Yes. Explain that. Um, no further questions. Why are we having all these people from whole countries come here? Hey, it's Friday. Are you ready for the weekend? And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. We have conflicting reports on album selling numbers. My buddy Dale sent in, uh, sent in an article from Business Insider that flies into the face of the numbers that we had had, putting Def Leppard at 35 million units and putting Journey at around 48 million. Now, I believe that these are U.S. numbers, and that if I'm reading this correctly, that worldwide they both have done over 100 million. Journey Def Leppard here. I've got Wikipedia up, and I guess, you know, that's not necessarily like the Bible, but at the same time... Not at all. uh, Def Leppard, I've got 100 million. Journey, I've got 75 million. Still, dude, if that's... Dude, 25 million records is a lot lot of of units right there. That's a lot of records, yeah. 
still both pretty good there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're like, if you're like, man, seventy-five million records. I just don't know if that's enough. Eh, it's enough. I feel like that's enough. But you got big plans this weekend? Ah, uh, big plans this weekend. Nothing tonight. I think it's going to be pretty low key. Uh, tomorrow night, though, things uh, things are getting interesting. As the uh, can charge tips off eight o'clock. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, that's right. I'm excited that you're going to be there. I know I you. Uh, I know you've got a weekend full of Stansberry activities. Yeah, man. There's this band I like called the uh, the Arbitration. They're going to play Buzzbin right. tonight, and uh, like two other bands are on that bill too. So I'm gonna right. I'm gonna go home, take a nap, little Zelda, maybe a little bit there. There it is. Uh, go out and check that out this evening, uh, and then tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm going to swing by the Charge game. I definitely want one of those Cavs winter hats that you get. Yep. And uh, and then tomorrow night after that. Uh, it sounds like my buddy Dustin and I are going to head out and kind of check out, yeah, this UFC 220 fight and watch Stipe kick some ass. I am, I want to bet the house on Stipe. I do, but the problem is is that I don't know anything about the guy he's fighting. Like, nothing. But people I know who watch a little bit more UFC than I do. I'm an enthusiast, but there are definitely people who like it way more than I do and are definitely more knowledgeable on it. And it seems like the general consensus is outside of people in Northeast Ohio feel like Stipe is going to get worked. And now that's what everybody thought about Stipe the last couple of fights, too. So, like, you can take it with a grain of salt or whatever. But it's enough to make me worried about betting the house on it. But, I, dude, there's just something about, dude, our boy Rocky that makes me think he can get it done. God, I cannot wait to watch that fight. It's going to be awesome. Daniel Cormier fighting on that card as well. It's going to be a good night out. So uh, we're going to go out and watch that. Aside from that, um, uh, Sunday I'll probably just recover. Yeah. Well, football, I have football on Sunday, Oh, too. dude, yeah, I got to tell you. Now, Jacksonville, New England, I'm not all that pumped about. I think if people want to talk to me, it's like, yeah, you know, Pittsburgh looks look past Jacksonville, too. Yeah, but Pittsburgh's always unprepared. They're always up and down. They're always got problems. Ben's calling out Tomlin again now for like the eighth, ninth, tenth time in the last three years. That team's always a mess. They're always up or down. You never know which Pittsburgh Steelers team you're going to get. Where New England, dude, they're tried and true. You know exactly what New England team is showing up on that field. Concern about that, though, is do you know which quarterback is turning up on that field? I feel like that's much to do about nothing, right? Um, I don't know. I, I do not know. But what I do know is if, if, if Tom Brady is out and Brian Hoyer... A.K.A. Brian Hero right there goes out there and does like his it. thing. Dude, like just getting it. Roman burgers on the map nationally. You will have these four starting quarterbacks in the championship series of the NFL. You'll have Case Keenum. Yeah. You will have Nick Knowles. Nick Foles. Nick Foles, I'm sorry. Yes. You will have um, 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 Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. And you will have Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. That's the that's got to be the worst quarterback like crop of all time in a championship series, right? And Brady goes down. Right? Well, I mean, your argument, I think, still holds if Brady plays with three out of four. Three out of four being, I mean, uh, you know, who, who would have guessed those four guys were going to be the dudes representing or, you know, going for that shot to be in the Super Bowl? Nobody. Dude, Case Keenum's going to get paid, bro. Like, because he's kind of played well. Now, I know in the second half of that last game, he didn't look great until that last till that last throw. And there was a little luck in, in that play a little bit for sure. But, like... I mean, he played pretty solid all year, like well enough, well enough to get teams to come sniffing around and give him more money than he should make. I uh, That's the game I can't wait to see, and I wish Carson Wentz was playing because I think it's just a better game at that point. But I'm kind of on the Minnesota train right now. I think them playing, the, yeah, they're playing the Super Bowl in Minnesota this year. Um, it's a cool story. I kind of feel like that's where I'm putting them all my eggs in the Minnesota basket. So I'll probably I'll watch both games, but I'm very interested to watch that. Minnesota-Philadelphia game, so I'll probably spend my Sunday afternoon 
with a couple of beers in hand watching that. Aside from that, we're done. Teresa will give you hooked up uh, with your keyword for your $1,000 at 1010. You guys have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you again Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. See you. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.